Hello, this is Improvised Radio Theatre with Dice. With me, Michael Kuehl. And me, Roger Bell-West. And it's in the deep midwinter-ish here in uh, in South Buckinghamshire. It'll probably get colder than this. I'm not looking forward to that. Fairly mild all. winter on the long-range forecasts. Wet, but oh. mild. Oh, well, well, a chap I met in the street said he was feeling it in his bones. It was going to snow horribly. Fair enough. But then, then, then it may, it may be, maybe the difference in your temperaments, you're a scientific person and he's an old gentleman who has things in his bones. Um, and uh, we have been... Uh, we, we're going to talk about what we have been doing. Oh, yeah, a bunch of things. Uh, and we're going to be talking about the psychological consequences of too much role-playing. Oh, dearie me. No such thing. <laughs> and uh, how, how do you go about choosing your setting? What, what inspires you? What do you look for? Okay, a reasonable topic. I hope all of them will be of use to you. But first... Self-promotion. Roger has, Roger has been indulging in publication. Tell uh, them about it. The, the Path of Cunning, the world's best GURPS fanzine. The only fanzine. Hush. For GURPS in the uh, world. Issue number three is out. It is freely available. We'll put a link in the show notes. And yep. um, it has a bunch of stuff in it. And it's great. Congratulations upon, upon uh, reaching your hat trick. Yeah. Also, uh, Glenn Lewis, thank you very much for sending us some money to encourage us to continue the show. All, all right, you, you did this because of the photo of the dog. That dog is earning her dog biscuits. Do you have more photos of the dog? Do you have? Do you? The dog is currently living in Norway, which is inconvenient. You get old. They don't know it's an old picture of the dog. <laughs> Uh, in any case, uh, if you would like to join this august company, uh, you're very welcome to send us some money. Uh, paypal.me slash rogerbw will reach us. Onward. Um, yes, that thing. Tell me, Roger, out there in the great eastern wilds of uh, all three miles to to the east of me, Loudwater. I can see a cat uh, going past. It's it's clearly gone feral or out out there. Feral or feral? Yes. Uh, well, the yeah, and uh, and and you're haunted by the ghost of the of the steward of the Chiltern Hundreds. What are you doing with yourself in this uh, in the great isolation? I think I, I think I should coin that as a turn of phrase. The great isolation. Well, I'm playing in three games, so playing in four games, and and uh, running three more. So, not not, not uh, being that good. isolated, even if they all do come through this uh, laptop. Good grief! How are you finding the time? Uh, I mean, four ga- four games a, a week is probably more than I'm going to. Um, well, two nice, two of it. well, is it, they're, they're not all every week. Um, let's see. Uh, the, of the ones I'm running, the Monster Hunters game is every two weeks, yeah, which is the, the standard Cambridge group rotation, which works very well. And the Firefly and World War Two games are once a month, roughly. Oh, so that so, so that averages out to one thing I'm running a week. I I, I well we're going to come on to a pressure um, a, little, a little later. I am uh, running. Let me see now. I'm running one, which is a daily. 
if when I can not stress myself out too much, uh, a daily update for the uh, play by post Ask Magica game, which counts as one of the four I'm playing in. I haven't yeah. forgotten you. Oh no, no, I haven't forgotten you. I know I take time out sometimes, but um, I am trying to keep uh, up to date with with that. I'm preparing another game, which is in the enjoyable stage of plotting out the the episodes and desperately trying to find um, uh, an overarching villain to to go with it. I think I think I need an overarching villain. <laughs> um, uh, but what, is, what are you going to do when the PCs shoot them on first meeting? I shall find their boss, of course, and bring them into play. <laughs> that's right. That's the way. That's the way it works. Um, this is this is the uh, the Bainstorm game in which they are going to be playing lictors to the imperial magistrates, who are uh, going around uh, trying to sort out the 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 empire after the. Um, after the discovery that the last emperor turned out to have been a demon for several years. It's amazing how you can not notice that sort of thing in a really corrupt and um, and uh, decadent empire. I, I was going to say the continued existence of the empire is surely a testament to the uh, imperial civil service. Oh, yes. Yes, and don't they, wait, and they want you to know that as well. Oh, yeah, well, you know, we've had demon emperors before. <sighs> oh, no, no, well, not literally a demon several mad ones uh that's 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 the pleasure of hereditary uh absolute monarchy <laughs> but let's uh, see um things i'm playing apart apart from that ars magica um a transhuman space game how's that working because i i never felt so desperately sympathetic with transhuman space well this is the third time I've been involved in, in a transhuman space game that was more than a one-shot, and I've played several one-shots as well. Uh, one, mm. one of them I ran, uh, yeah. which was vacuum cleaners, i.e. debris collectors in Earth orbit. Um, yep. Because there are lots of interesting places in Earth orbit, and it gives you an excuse to go to them. Um, one, it all looks the same to me. Well, you know, you see one cylinder, you see them all. Um, one was the European consular staff on Mars, where Europe is very much the third or fourth biggest power. Yes. Uh, and this one is the Royal Navy in, in uh, that setting, which is mostly doing things in the inner solar system. Mm. Um, I, got the, I got the impression they were patrolling the asteroid belt a lot. That too, yeah. Um what what we have is one of the slightly cheaper and slightly lighter than than the really big tough ships, mm. and it makes uh, several of the players, including me, know a reasonable amount about the Royal Navy, anyway. Um, yeah. But because of the extreme levels of automation you get in transhuman space, even the one that, ones that can't actually talk back to you and, and be treated as citizens, yeah, we we've got the the second biggest sort of warship there is, and it has a crew of five. And th- right. th- this has implications about how how you do things. Yeah, is is Nookie still is Nookie still not allowed between persons serving on the same ship? The situation that... has not arisen. Okay, I just ask. Uh, it, it was the first, even at my age, it was the first thing that came to my mind. Let's just say that there's very good virtual reality available. <laughs> they don't count it as abuse of the holodeck. Um, uh, which is very uh, open-minded of them, considering how snotty uh, Starfleet got about that. Yes, but Starfleet is essentially a bunch of prudes. I mean, they start off... Yeah. Look, 
the Royal Navy does not feel the need to have dry ships. It assumes you can be a grown-up. Yes. Certain okay. other certain other navies, which we will not name, assume you cannot be a grown-up. Um, and when the, when they go visiting Royal Navy ships, it, it is interesting to note. I, I am told by someone who has been there, um, yeah. how long they will put up with the tour before they say to hell with this. Let me at the bar. Okay. But anyway. Um, but anyway. The the thing is, the, the traditional way of of training somebody up to leadership roles. Yeah, is to say right. You you have, you now have this command command of this small party of sailors. Go and do a thing. Hmm. Uh, for example, my my stepson was involved in an awful lot of. This merchant ship is minding its own business. We will go aboard and inspect it. Because, yeah, um, and and we will give them due warnings that they can throw all the dodgy stuff over the far side. I mean, we're we're not going to try to cause trouble here. <laughs> um, but you know that that put him in charge of you know ten blokes. I seem to recall that happening a lot in your uh, in your Royal Navy in deeper space than yeah. transhuman. Uh, but the thing is, in this situation, if if the there are only five naval personnel, yeah, and, and in, in they, quite yeah. a long distance, I I I I'm playing the captain, uh, and and I cannot say, okay, you junior officer, go and do that thing, unless it is in that junior officer's skill set. It's not a leadership thing. No, quite. I don't, I don't know where I I don't know uh, how you develop quote leadership uh, when the chain of command is that short and sparsely um, uh, well, sparsely inhabited. That's one of the things we're we're, we're exploring. Um, it it does mean that although you know it it could turn into hornblower, and I think that wouldn't be a lot of fun. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm currently reading my first hornblower at the moment and enjoying it, but it's really not the sort of thing you'd want a PC to be doing. Um, oh, quite. But what what it means in practice is that you know, we we are all reasonably experienced players, and so even in character we can have a discussion about this. Would this be a good idea? Would this be not a good idea? Rather than the captain simply having to say, "Right, we're doing this." And in in practice, that happens anyway. But it, but it can be very informal because of the size of the unit. Ju- yeah. ju- just as you know, on on land, a special forces team will very often take time to consult with. The specialist in X. Well, the special forces team tend to, tend, I'm told, tend to ignore rank while in the field. Yeah, but because... that's the thing because it's it's a small isolated unit. The same pressures apply. Hmm. So, oh, so, okay. so that's that's getting interesting. It, it is. You see why I say it depends on the transhuman space game. That wouldn't have happened in either of the other two I've been in. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I. I, I've I've yet to see the, the 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 selling point of transhuman space, but I can see you're having fun. So, I've also uh, recently um, done a couple of games at the uh, online uh, convention Grogmeet, um, which is only online this year because isolation. And uh, I got to play in a game of Numenera, and I discovered a means of making sense of all the complex background. Oh, excellent. Which was ignore the complex background and just play the sort of game that you think will be fun, which is what the GM <laughs> did. And um, I, I, I can still feel myself coming on to... Uh, I, have, I, I, I would like things to make sense. You know, what's, what's the point of all that depth if you can't use it? Oh, um, you're so quaint. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to play Agon, which um, is a game of uh, Hellenic, Greek, 
heroes, that's redundant, Hellenic heroes returning from the wars and finding themselves lost in a maze of twisted little islands, all different, and solving their problems and pleasing the gods or not. Mm. Um, and and I think that's interesting. I, yeah, I, I got it uh, out again on Monday when we had a failure of uh, getting everybody together for my Monday night group and discovered that I have a bunch of, a couple of players at least, who really, really dislike uh, impro- the sort of improvised role-playing game that it is. And it's, for, it's too much for more than, I think, about four players. So it may not see the light of day again, but I had fun. It was enjoyable, and uh, I would have—it uh, would have been nice if I could have figured out how to um, record it in advance. But uh, never mind. Anyway, I, I recommend it. I can see if you've got the right sort of group and are willing to um, are willing to build up the feeling of the history of these heroes. Um, then I can see it might be fun, but it's very much a a narrative game rather than uh, an incidental game. You you state the challenge and then you work out from the dice rolls uh, what happened. Um, sure. And and that isn't to everybody's taste. It's not um, transactional. Is that the word I want? Um, it's it's certainly not simulationist. Yeah, it's definitely and not it, that. It, it's top down. I won this encounter rather than bottom up. I hit him more times than he hit me. Yeah, it's not. De- it's defined from the overall uh, narrative end rather than the being there, being in amongst it. And people, I have people who like who like to be in amongst it. I think. So, yeah, it, uh, it depends on my mood. I find, but uh, yeah. Uh, so let's see, the, the vampire campaign that I think we mentioned in passing has ended. We're now both playing in, in the, the same GM's werewolf game. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about this. Um, <laughs> I feel I feel I should have been more, I should have been able to make my character feel more traumatised discovering that not only is his dad a werewolf, he's one too. But, um, but, but again, I'm playing one of my slightly bossy characters who fancies himself as a leader and probably isn't any damn good at it. <laughs> um, so that's what, from my point of view. I don't know what you think you're doing, but uh, that's what I Well, it, it's a bit of a flip for me because in, in the I, I've never played the vampire setting before huh? uh, and I really don't know the various lore and who's what and who's where and I, obviously I picked stuff up as we went along. I have played Werewolf before. I have at least a vague idea of how this stuff works. Um, so, so I'm. You know, oh, I, I never got into the, any of the um, presumably huge array of supplements and things that that I'm sure came out because White Wolf. Yeah. But um, there, there are interesting and fun and silly things, and and I'm playing a shaman who is really not entirely connected to reality as traditionally shamans aren't. True. And, a different and, reality. They have a better reality, or at least their own reality. Nobody else wants to go. There. Well, you have to make your reality better, otherwise it'll make you worse. So, oh, that's the environmental bit. Yes, yeah, we're all, we're already fighting the polluters, uh, which is fun. Yeah, so there's that. And the thing that's somewhat to my surprise, um, a play by forum Pathfinder game. I am surprised myself. What attracted you to it? Um, the GM mostly, um, mm. but also I've I've been um, 
scathing about dungeon bashing games for a very long time. I'm still not terribly interested in dungeon bashing as a hobby, uh, but this, yeah. this game isn't particularly dungeon bashy, and I wanted to find out a bit more about the mechanics. Mm. Those people who say, oh, Pathfinder is easy, but GURPS is hard, have soaked in Pathfinder slash D&D until yeah. they don't realise they're soaking in it. Uh, because th- there is plenty of stuff that is really quite complicated, not at all obvious well, until you have grokked the core of the system. Yeah, I can believe this. I have never found myself really tempted to go back to any of the um, D20, F20 uh, games. Um, I, I, fa- I, fa- oh, I must say I found... I think that uh, I think that the over simple ga- uh, game, uh, system of Numenera could get old very fast, but um, yeah, no. I, what? Okay, why isn't it triggering your um, your dungeon bashing prejudice? Well, we're not bashing a dungeon. It, it's a. Well, what are you doing? Uh, ba- basically, the the setting is this. This new province has just been uh, declared. Um, moderately pacified. Hmm. The monsters have been driven back at least a bit, and people are coming out and trying their luck and finding their fortune and things. Yeah. Uh, it, it is deliberately non-directed. Uh, we, we will have to go and find adventure if we're going to have adventure. And at the moment, we're still in the finding stage. Yeah. Uh, and this is quite fun. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a not particularly closely defined world, so I feel free to make stuff up, which is nice. Mm-hmm. But because it's play by forum, I don't have to be on the ball making stuff up at every moment. Yeah, which is my but, problem with a lot of narrative type systems. You have to be constantly inventive, and sometimes I've just had a hard day and I want to kill something. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I yes. have I have found a um, clear research error though. Which is one one of the standard weapons in Pathfinder is a scythe. Yeah. Well, now, now there is historical precedent for scythes being adapted as pole arms. However, yeah. what you do when you adapt a scythe as a pole arm is turn the blade so that it's pointing straight out, not going crossways. Okay. In other I words, you, you have a point, a pointy thing, a not very good pointy thing because it curves, but it's basically a pointy thing on the end of a stick, like your classic spear. Yeah. The scythe in this game, cl- they clearly assume that that is not the case. They they have it in the illustration pointing sideways. If you do the right thing, you can use it to trip somebody. Yeah, I can see that. That, uh, that is not the scythe as it was ever historically used as a weapon. I, wouldn't if you are using a scythe that way? Wouldn't you be telegraphic every single move? Well, wouldn't you, you, it be you can, obvious that that I mean, a scythe used as an agricultural implement. Requires a considerable swing, doesn't it, to cut through the things you're cutting No, you don't, you don't have to put a lot of weight behind it. The, the reason for the swing is because you want to cut an entire swathe of grass or crop or whatever mm-hmm. in a single action. Um, but the, the, the key point about the scythe is not particularly the mass of it, though it helps. It's that it's a bloody sharp blade. Yeah, that, that is true. And, and, but, it, um, and it has to be to get the job done. But when, but don't you have to draw it back to bring it forward? And that's it. That, it that's it's, pro- it's a sweep left and right sort of motion, and, hmm. as as you. Well, which which in a battle line might argue get out of my way, but it doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to kill you. 
Whereas poking somebody with a stick does yeah. tend to mean... Anyway, yeah. I mean, it, it's not meant to be realistic. This isn't going to break the game. Um, there are plenty of other unrealistic <laughs> things as well. It just amuses me because, hey, here's the thing I actually know about. <laughs> no, no, I, your, your knowledge is valued here. But yeah, we, anyway. we, 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 you you mentioned uh, virtual grog meat. Uh, I, yeah. I've been to one online RPG convention, which was great fun, which was um, Convocation, the Yogsothoth dot com one. Yeah, and there have been others that just didn't really seem to do anything for me. And I've, oh, yeah. I've been trying to work out what what it is that makes them interesting and inspiring, and what what doesn't. I think. Uh... I, don't, I, I think the way that if we, if you look at Dragon Meat, um, which normally we would be saying we will see some of you at Dragon Meat this time of year, um, if you look at what Dragon Meat has done, it's made more difficult by the fact it is a ten, a, you want to draw us two of its uh, guests of honour, uh, Robin Laws and Ken Hype from across the Atlantic. Um, it isn't. I don't know. I went to have, had a look at it. And I found everything was um, was decided. Everything was shut off. Um, there were games, but they'd all been filled. Um, I didn't feel uh, that feeling of turning up at a convention and thinking, what's on the board? What can I sign up for? What new thing could I do that's exciting? Um, whereas with Grogmeat, which was much smaller scale... I felt not only was there stuff I wanted to do, but I felt like offering stuff as well. And um, yeah, I don't know. Perhaps scale is a matter is the matter, but um, perhaps uh, uh, I don't know. Did did you have much in the in the way of non gaming chat at, at virtual grog meet? No, I uh, no because um, I didn't turn up for the uh, for the. Uh, pub quiz which they held on the on the on the first night because I thought it was daft. Honestly, I think pub quizzes are very very daft. And uh, I and I uh, I did watch the uh, the thunder phase, uh, which which they did on the Sunday morning of uh, of Dirk and uh, two other podcasters. Yeah, I, I, I've things. listened to that. It's an interesting difference in uh, attitudes. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. Come, come uh, the weekend that would be of Dragon Meat, all right? Which, which let, let, let's just be blatant about this. This is Saturday, the fifth of December. So if, if if you're listening to this on release day in four days' time, yeah. Um, and good luck getting involved. Um, I I will be going to a party. Uh, friends of ours uh, have early this year virtually on that on that evening, and I expect to sit down, meet people, chat. Drink at them, if not with them, mm. and uh, and gen- and generally, you know, relax and try and have have a good time. Um, but that isn't the sort of thing that um, it is the sort of thing that happens at a games meeting. But it happens around the games and in the games whilst you're playing. And um, yeah, the, the thing that the thing that um, virtual convocation. Uh, particularly did for me is the the chap, chap who runs by SDC, Paul McLean, uh, mm. did did a live show with with comment in text during the show the night before it started. Yeah, and another one on the Saturday morning as, as people were arriving and getting into their first games. 
Mm. And that that gave the feel of it's not just me going into this conference with four other people. It's a whole bunch of people doing a whole bunch of things. Yeah. And it, it would have been nice, in fact, if there'd been more of that later, though there, there wasn't time for it. Um, but that that the reason I go to a convention to play a game is not just to play a game with strangers, though I enjoy it. it it's to do the socialising thing as well. And I, yeah. for me, at least, that, that's something that most of the virtual conventions haven't really been doing. Hmm. Um, I I, I've actually been trying, because uh, quite a lot of the games I'm in, it's the only time I see the relevant people. Uh, if it's a face-to-face yeah. session, then we can chat for a bit before and afterwards. I'm trying to do a bit of that um, around the actual game sessions as well, because yeah, as I, I'm not seeing these people otherwise. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I chat to my to my family uh, whenever they feel like it. Um, I don't. Uh, I don't seem to want to get myself um, involved in just hanging around online chatting to people. Which is probably not doing a hell amount of good for my uh, mental health. We'll come to my mental health in a moment. Well, do, do bear in mind, I am, I, I am absolutely not the sort of person who gets on with undirected parties. Hmm. You know, just a bunch, a bunch of interesting people in the same place, and you just chat about whatever is is not my thing. Because what what I generally want to do is have fairly long chats about the same thing, rather than just a conversation that skips all over everywhere and people come and go and nobody ever gets to finish anything. That's me. Uh, um, but with that in mind, uh, the the context of we are all here to talk about role-playing or board gaming or whatever yeah. is one that can work. Or, you know, there, there is this attractor that we might talk about the, the obscure thing we saw in the news, but we're going to come back and relate that to role-playing. There's just that slight yeah. um, direction that, that, to me, makes things much more uh, much more pleasant. I will admit that uh, I am appreciating more the uh, the sit down and chat ten fifteen minutes half an hour at the start of of my Wednesday night sessions because it it, it may be the the, the 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 most intense social interaction I'm getting all week and uh, this is this is a little sad. Well, w- we Watson Hall, which plays on Tuesday nights, uh, has mm-hmm. traditionally had general chats and at the very least until everybody's turned up and often for a bit for a bit after that yeah uh the, these days I, I trim it off the start of the uh, recordings though i'm not entirely sure why i started to do that uh but but i think that's very very good from a social point of view yeah okay um do we know if stabcon is ha- having a, a an online i have not heard anything i haven't either i can't find anything online i was wondering uh, Aircon is happening in April. I intend to be there. That's mostly board gaming. There's some role playing there. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, happening online, I take it. No, no. Aircon is, is they they delayed it to April from their usual early March because they have been assured that the Harrogate Convention Centre will by then no longer being used as be being used as an emergency hospital. Oh, cool. They are also right. promising refunds right up to opening time for any reason. <laughs> <laughs> so you know. Oh well, let us hope that um, uh, that 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 the year is better. Uh, the year to come is better than the year has been, um, hey. as far as this goes. Um, let's move on to a slightly related topic. 
having talked about us for a while, let me talk about me. <laughs> um, I, um, as I've uh, as I've intimated and and moaned, I am uh, largely on my own at the moment, and I have been plunging into slightly more games than I otherwise would, though apparently not as many as Roger. Um, and I am finding for the first time. Serious GM nerves are arising. I'm getting bursts of, oh, I can't possibly do this. Oh, I, 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 uh, I, I, I have lost it entirely. And generally making myself feel miserable well into the period of actually running the game. I normally get this for a brief period beforehand, plough through it, and then, um, and then I, I feel I can, I can be on a roll afterwards. Um, and uh, I'm not quite sure why this is. When I was um, a professional actor actually being employed, I didn't get this. By the time I went on stage, if it was a stage engagement, I had either decided that this was good or this was utter rubbish and there was nothing to do but endure it. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I, didn't, I, I was more nervous in front of uh, film cameras because you don't get very much rehearsal in front of film cameras, but uh, but radio and TV were well, you know much the same. I, uh, I know what I'm doing. I have technical things to worry about. I can uh, I can go on and try and do it right. Um, but I'm not uh, I I'm not actually finding myself overcoming the nervousness in the case of some of the games I've been looking forward to. I agonised about Agon um, beforehand. I feel a bit of a fool now. Um, I'm not sure I'm more enthusiastic about the game system, but but I have got got a bead upon it, and I think I know. But other things, um, I keep feeling that I'm overstretching myself and doing things that um, perhaps should not be done. And I'm not quite sure what to do about this. Obviously, part of this is part of general mental health being on my own. Roger is alright. He, he has somebody to talk to. Um, and I only have the four walls. Um, but I'm not quite sure if there's a solution to this long term or short term. Oh, the the state in. I'm in is generally before the game uh, a, a state of worry and will it, will it work? And during, that, that, during the thing that mostly goes away. I would like, uh, as I've been saying for years, and uh, certainly in previous episodes of this, um, to to deal with um, players who who were a bit more enthusiastic about giving feedback. They're British. You must forgive yeah. them. Yeah, uh, but you must forgive yeah. him. He's from Birmingham. I I've had had a player who complains all the time because he complains all the time anyway. And I couldn't tell any difference in this complaint from previous oh, yeah. complaints. And th then he decided the campaign was no longer for him and he wanted to leave. Um, and oh. that, and that, that is difficult. Um, the players well, keep coming are, back, yeah. which, is, which is a positive thing. I do have complainers, but they are long-term complainers. Um, and, uh, and, and tell me, I should know after 30 years um, what they will like and what they will not like. Which is fair enough, and I really should um, 
Yes, but, but your job is not to not not to entertain them. Your job is to entertain all of you. I mean, True. Part of the job of a GM is to enjoy it themselves. One one, one of the things that I've been doing um, in in my recent campaign designs is to try to go for ones that won't need a huge amount of prep from me. Mm. Um, the Monster Hunters is, is is a good example of that. I, I can get an idea by browsing through Florida Man stories and thinking how how would what sort of monster would have produced this news story? Yes, I I um. And yet you're doing it in GURPS, which um, some people will tell you is not a light prep system. Yeah, but I'm fluent in GURPS. All right. He speaks it fluently. Uh, more, more specifically, um, for most of the monsters in Monster Hunters, I have stat lines already available. Yeah. Uh, at the moment, the, par- the party is dealing with, with a mummy. This is, this is yeah. not a secret. They've realised that's what they're dealing with. And there, there are numbers in GURPS Monster Hunters for... That sort of mummy, so that's easy. Right. And I've got their powers laid out. Okay, so, so if I actually need the numbers rather than thinking what would be an interesting thing to happen, those are available. Yeah, I'm setting myself up for more work in the Bainstorm game because they're going to be dealing with criminals and politics, and sometimes occult criminals and politics, <laughs> and that requires ingurps a certain amount of preparation. Though I have been known to hand wave things in the past. This is a dragon. He must be able to breathe fire. Because of the plot, he must be able to shapeshift. Everything else can be in the background. Hit points, who cares? Yeah, and if if I were trying to do full GURPS character write-ups for all the important NPCs, then yeah, that would be a lot of work. But I'm not. No. I, I, I know enough that... yeah, if, if the, It's a sort of procedural generation thing. I... Uh, for, for a minor NPC, all I may know about them is their basic personality outline. Yeah. If I need to unfold that and get a number of hit points or a particular mental disadvantage or whatever, yeah. then that's the thing I can do. But but I, I don't expand that and take up the storage space for it until it's needed. Mm-hmm. I Yeah, if, if you're not going to bring a character back, you you don't really need more than an attitude. I'm, I'm uh, the, the, the Firefly I, uh, is, is a system I know less well, though I'm picking it up. Um, I, 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 I'm still finding that opaque. But it's you Firefly, see, w- so everybody knows the background. Yeah. You, you know the sort of thing that it's reasonable to try to do. Hmm. It's, in fact, the, the list of things that it's reasonable to try to do is, is a lot shorter than many. Um, well, you, you, you lot games. seem to be determined to arm your ship. In spite of the clear legal consequences, so eh. <laughs> <laughs> we have we currently have a choice about whether we steal the ship we've just we've just we've just managed to de-engine, or uh, or 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 what? I mean, if we're going to go, no, I'll save that conversation for Sunday. Yeah, we're playing this the week yeah. after we record this. So. Oh, okay. The I'm not sure if my problem is. Entirely with system, which sometimes it is, and sometimes it isn't, or whether it's it's mostly with setting. Um, I felt a great relaxation, even though there's what I'm planning to do is a lot less um, complicated, is probably even more complicated. Uh, going back to Bainstorm, which is a, a setting I know and I can fiddle with. 
Um, and uh, and than I do with Ars Magica. Perhaps because I feel there's a certain squishiness um, uh, in the background of Ars Magica, which I have, I don't find in Bainstorm. But then I've been running Bainstorm-based games since first edition of uh, of GURPS Fantasy. Oh, that's the thing, you, you, you have absorbed Bainstorm, much as I think it would be fair to say you have absorbed a fair bit of Glorantha, and if, if you're asked to run a game in Glorantha... Yeah. You have a pretty good idea of what's going on in any given uh, region and, well, and, group, and where to look to find out more. Well, with this group, I not only have a fair idea of what's going on, I have a fair background of um, of history um, in, in various campaigns they've played in, and which are forming the uh, historical background for what they're doing now. Hmm. And I'm going to try and bring in the things they did in 1100, or rather, the things, the previous incarnations of these souls. I think I might throw <laughs> incarnation at, reincarnation at them. Um, well, whereas for us, Magica, I think I think you've mentioned um, running games before um, and ones that didn't work. Have, have you run a, run a game that you would say did work? Not a hundred percent, no. So, um, so that in, that in itself is going to be a burden. Yeah, I'm not quite sure where I go to, to overcome this other than just plodding through, but it is a burden on my psychic reserves sometimes. It's, it's friction. Yeah, more, more than I need. E- each thing you do is that little bit more work. Mm. And, uh, facing, and facing the job um, is, sometimes proving, is sometimes proving hard when I've got so many other things to distract me. <laughs> um, and I... Can, I, I, I could be remonstrating with with people in discussion groups and to telling them they're wrong. That's a simple, straightforward pleasure. And it works so well. Yes, they're always convinced. Really, <laughs> even the Argentinians. <laughs> <laughs> the, but, th- the thing that I, I have found work, works quite well, though, though it's a bit of a nuclear option, is to have two tight deadlines uh, oh, about a week God. apart. And then while, while you are thinking, oh crap, I really ought to be doing something for deadline A, you, you will find, or at least I find, that I get wildly inspired for, for things for deadline B. That is A, cheating, and B, yeah, yeah that, that, that's the high-risk option of finding yourself <laughs> both miserable and, 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 uh, and, and with writer's block at the same time. Two lots of writer's block at the same time. I, I will say that my, my role-playing writing career, such as it is, is probably something like two-thirds can turn in stuff to deadline mm. and, and, I, I, and, and produce it in more or less English. <laughs> in that case, in, uh, that, is, that is your CV, and it, it is not a bad CV, all things considered. Whereas mine is starts things, fails, starts things, fails gets about two-thirds of the way through, loses enthusiasm. Bah. Oh, well, that, that's, a, that's a whole separate problem. I, I am always more excited about starting a new campaign than I am about running the campaign I've got. Yeah. Um, now, and... my, my solution to this is short campaigns, but the players keep saying, no, we're enjoying it, we want to keep going. Well, yeah, yeah I should have this problem. <laughs> I should have this problem. All right, we, we're not... We're, we're, we ought to probably want to exhaust exhort ourselves or you ought to exhort me you can exhort me in a moment roger uh to better general uh mental health and good practice 
but it's definitely proving to be an issue in and I'm really looking forward to uh, 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 my 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 prioritized dose of COVID vaccine when it comes if it comes you know mm-hmm. touch wood have you noticed that the Americans say that their vaccine is 90% effective and the British say theirs is 70% effective but they both go chishbubois to the same extent it's quite strange yeah well um let, let's not get into the politics of, of which uh, countries um, medicines regulations you, you actually believe because you know, the, uh, according to the Russians who, who have their own medicines approval agency they, they had a hundred percent effective vaccine three months ago so you know strange that remarkable we should all be so lucky as to live under Vladimir Vladimirovich uh, let, let's just say I, I did volunteer for early testing on the uh, Oxford one, and they didn't want me. So, you know, that, that's pretty much yeah, where I stand. You're not, obviously not old, puny, and sick enough, Roger. All they know about me is name and phone number, and I think address maybe. Oh right. Uh, so so clearly, yeah, the, the, the answer is they've got enough people. Yeah. With, with, without having got down to me on the list, which is fair enough. Onward, I think. Having been sorry for myself long enough, onward. here in my uh, little one-bedroom flat and not going out very much, I find myself succumbing to the impulse to go out and buy stuff. And some of the stuff I am buying is uh, role-playing games and role-playing settings. And I was wondering, along with all the other piles of junk that I'm accumulating, what it was that triggers my interest in something. I'm not at this moment in my life looking for any new game systems much, but what I am looking at is interesting bits of world creation and settings. Um, Similarly, as of the thing I always say, well, why would I not run this in GURPS? Now, yeah, now, now, few... now I have some other things that you know. Why, why would I run not not run this in in Genesis? But uh, you know, yeah, I I, uh, I have systems I'm happy with. Yeah, and I have systems that I can cludge. Useful. I have way too many systems that I can cludge usefully for a particular need at a particular time. So, given that it's setting, what triggers the impulse to buy? Roger, um, you uh, you are a published author. Big capital letters there. Not 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 of setting material, strictly speaking, but yes. Well, well, you fell in our love enough with uh, Reign of Steel to actually write the adaptation for it for uh, for fourth edition. This is true. So, what made you care enough about it? Well, first of all, it, it's there's a sense of fun in there. And and this, okay, this may yeah. seem an odd thing to say when ninety seven percent of humanity has been killed by the robots, but yeah. it's it's a setting in which um, n- not not everywhere, but in, in a lot of places there is stuff you can do. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. It, it it is not just oh good morning unit seventeen another another day in the repair shop. Um, mm. you, 
it, it, it doesn't have to be run in a cinematic style, but it can be. And even if you don't, you, you can have adventures where important things are happening. It, even if they're just... You know, what, one campaign that I, I tried to start as a PBF, and I, um, I might give another go sometime... Yeah. Uh, is in Zone Washington, which is is the um, as far as the inhabitants inhabitants are concerned, the the last uh, human outpost. Yeah, they do not know because it, yeah, because of the because of the ongoing emergency. That, well, okay, yeah, they have the secret police and so on, but fundamentally, fundamentally, okay, so city on a hill, fundamentally. Yes. So, 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 all right, we we do have these reproductive laws that say, basically, if you're female and fertile, you must have babies. But you know, it, it's an emergency; these things have to be done anyway. Yeah, um, and obviously, it's run by the, run by a controlling AI with human patsies. Um, no, no spoilers there. But I think it would be entirely possible to have a a sort of soap operatic game, and you could even do this in something in something like. Um, Primetime Adventures. Okay, yes, you could. Uh, Hi, honey, I'm home. Are you pregnant yet? And where, you know, you, some of it could be, you know, you, ju- just as in an actual soap opera, people have jobs, you don't you don't dwell on the jobs. In this case, yeah. it would be people have jobs that you don't dwell on. They have social lives. They, they have, you know, think, things gradually getting worse. And also some of some or possibly all of them are part of the resistance. Hmm. Okay, that, uh, that something like yeah, something. I've not watched the Americans, but something like that. The the gradual revelation that their that their their double lives are triple lives. That's yeah. Uh, there was also a series a while back that wasn't terribly good, but as as you, as you know, that's my usual uh, mm. source for this sort of thing. Uh, ba- basically, the aliens have invaded and taken over, and so on. <laughs> Um, and it, it, it's the same sort of idea, you know. You, you've got soap opera. You know, do, 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 does teenage daughter tell cute boy next door that she kind of likes him? Um, and at the same time, we, are we all going to be slaughtered by aliens when, when we find out what mum does? Right. <laughs> yeah. I find, uh, so yeah. All right. Let, let, let's let's uh, underline put an underline under that. That is stuff to do. It's a world in which you are and Colony, do. that's the series. Colony, okay. Um, it's a world in which you have clear and heroic, normally. Yeah, it, normally it, it, heroic. It, it, it's not the specifically restrictive, you know, this setting is for people who are X who do Y, which is mm. not a bad thing, but it, 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 it's not that restrictive. It, it, it's saying, on the one hand, here is a great big world with lots of different things you can do. But, and on the other? but it's not making the mistake that I, I think it would be fair to say transhuman space does, of saying, and okay, so how do we get started? Where, where, where you know, where, where do yeah. we pick up on this? Yeah, that's that, you, you, that's you could have problem. a campaign in Reign of Steel that that went across all the different zones eventually. Um, but mm. I think the general feeling is that it's more local. You know, you, if if you want the um, Body horror side of things, then then you set it in zone, zone Denver. If you want the paranoia, you set it in Zone Washington. If if you want the human civilization gradually hanging, just about hanging on, but learning what the rules are that you don't break, you set it in Zone London, and so on. Mm. And and yeah. if you and if you effectively each zone is a separate genre, and if you want to change genre, then you can bring your campaign to an adjacent zone and and have okay now now we're in survival horror mode. <laughs> yeah, I think I think. 
Reign of Steel is a frame in which there is an over there is an overarching issue and there is an overarching definition of the age in which it's happening. And and transhuman space, for all its cleverness, doesn't have that. It doesn't even have believable um believable micro issues or local campaigns. Uh, there, there's the there's the uh, AI rights thing, and uh, but um, but it isn't really very it isn't very really very possible to get a handle on it. And transhuman space is one of the one of the settings I've looked at, and I even own bits of, and I never felt that enthused by. I have run really one game in it, played a number of one shots, and I'm cur- currently playing in in a campaign. I, I like the setting quite a lot, but I, I think the thing one has to do is ruthlessly prune away 90% of it. Here's, here's another consideration, and this moves on slightly. Okay. Reign of Steel is a 128-page book. Uh-huh. And that's um, it. That, that, that is everything there is to know about Reign of Steel is in that book. Modulo what I have since added to it. Uh, the, yeah. the, the conversion book doesn't really introduce new background elements. It's basically mm-hmm. saying, okay, yeah, if, if you are scavenging, here is how you can you know, rig up a bomb out of a power cell, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I, and I wrote the adventure, which, which has some maps of places in Zone London. But they, they are... You know, I, all right, it, it's, it's my decision to, to say these are the bits of the road that are still there and this is how much the sea level has risen mm-hmm. and therefore this is the shape of the coastline and stuff like that. But yeah. anybody else who was prepared to put in the work... And say you know this this was a large city, um, and and that 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 was low lying land and so on. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying it's trivial, but what I'm saying is it's not it's not particularly creative work mm. to to do that. I mean, then obviously I wrote the adventure on top of it. Um, it's the not point- a, it's not a thing you have to learn to run the setting. Mm. Whereas transhuman space is a two fifty six page core book and. A bunch of other books as well. Yeah. Uh, and if I just check my right, if if you include the fifth edition conversions uh, and extra material for that, it's uh, over two thousand pages. Now they're a five pages, but that's still quite a lot. And again, some some of them aren't things you need to know. But that's yeah. that's that's a lot of pages to be looking for things in. But uh, but all right, that, that that that's one that didn't spark. I'll tell you one that did, and does for me at least, um, in the same stable, and that's Bainstorm. Mm-hmm. There's, I, there is um, the, the overarching frame of uh, cultures from Earth moved to a magical world and mutated by it, which allows me to uh, run a number of uh, of interesting. Uh, campaigns with a, a number of different fields. There are a number of play, and, and it comes with a, a number of here. You could be this sort of group of characters, mm-hmm. or you could be that sort of group of characters. You can be here. You can be there. You can be swashbucklers and pirates. You can't have gunpowder though. Um, you can yeah, be agents when, of when the I, emperor. When I looked at it, um, I, I, I didn't really look at third edition that much. Um, but but the the one for GURPS fourth, um, my immediate thought was Pirates of the Ring Islands. You, Definitely. You, you you've got uh, sw- okay. They don't they don't have flintlocks, but they do have uh, rapiers and things. And they ha- they have a, a loaded magician. They're probably not afraid to use it. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, and th- there's uh, one of the uh, one of the, the best campaigns I ran there was um, a group of basically fixers and private investigators in Treadroy getting involved in every last conspiracy on, on the on the world and uh, poking around in some of the the deep secrets whilst at the same time having to face the issue of their boss's um, adultery with the sergeant of the police of police's wife and and generally it, 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 I could use it to mix and match and create soap opera and adventure and conspiracy and investigation games mm-hmm. and for some reason it sparks with me there are people who look at it and say Blair this is a bit generic isn't it I don't think it's well, interesting enough to some extent it's, it, it, I think it was originally designed to be I mean, remember, it was called GURPS Fantasy when it came out. Yeah, but it wasn't... It wasn't it's not that... I don't understand why people uh, don't see the possibilities that, uh, that yeah, I and do. It, it, it is restrictive in some ways. If, if you are the sort of person, uh, which certainly sometimes includes me, who kicks against restrictions, there are a bunch mm. of restrictions to kick against. Uh, yeah. Like, you can't leave... Uh, like no gunpowder, and if 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 you want to be an inventor or tinkerer or something, they're, they're going to come down on you really quite hard, and think, I, things of that sort. And that if you have a player who is determined, who sees that and thinks, "I am going to fight against this," they're going to have a very tough time with it. That, that I can make that an interesting time. Um, and um, whereas, I, if, I, yeah, okay, the only time I've used brainstorm, and I, I would say I only really used it lightly. Uh, yeah. Was the background for a for a dungeon bashing game mm. uh, on, on the southern fringes of I think it was the southern fringes of the empire. I'd have to check the map, but anyway, um, where in essence it it existed to be, to be okay. There is a civilization you can go back to, yeah, uh, and and sell your loot and and um, get noble titles and things like that. Well, we're going to have to disagree about this. No, no, um, no. What, what I, I'm, I'm not saying I'm, I'm not interested in the other stuff. I'm saying that's the uh, only time I've used it, and it is, but it is entirely suitable for that with, with, with a bit of a big spanner. At the yeah. same time, you could use it for something more complicated and, and narratively interesting. Okay. Um, I tell you, I tell you yeah. one thing that will spark my interest in the setting, and that's good artwork. I'm prepared to be disappointed by uh, settings where it looks good and somebody has uh, gone to the trouble of creating um, a look and um, an imagined visual look of the world I would I you can't you can't you can't say Numenera doesn't have a visual look and you can't say I wasn't disappointed in it but uh, that will grab me right up front um, perhaps even more than uh, the opportunities of the setting of the of the what's it called the elevator pitch um, will will grab me. I I bought things that actually have nothing but the artwork to them, and then realised what a mistake it was. But uh, yeah, design and and the visual input that to make you imagine the world is very. Is very important. That's interesting. That's that's not really a big thing for me. Um, uh-huh. I mean, it's it, it's nice to have the idea, but it's I, I don't think I've ever looked at the cover and thought, yeah, I want to know more about this world. 
covers are hard, but in t if you if you move if you flick through the book and it looks something like arg, like Exalted, um, I'm, and I'll come back to Exalted in a moment, or like the uh, the core book for uh, Ringquest Glorantha, then I think I'm going to start saying, "Oh, this is interesting. Oh, I want to, I want to know more." Uh, one of the games that, that is described as uh, this forced everybody else to up their game as far as artwork is concerned is modern D&D. &D. Yeah, well... I, when, I, but when I look at modern D&D, &D, the, the, feeling, the feeling I get is, yes, that's a very nice full-page illustration, but fundamentally you, you put it there because it's next to the page about fighters and it shows a fighter. Hum. And... OK, I mean, I, I admit I'm not generally interested in that kind of fantasy anyway, but it doesn't do anything to drag me in. Uh, it, the, mm. the, the illustration might be interesting, but there's, there, if there's a story behind it, it's, it's never going to be expanded on. Hmm. It's just there because, yeah, we've got this really good artist and we, we told them to draw a picture with, with somebody waving a sword in it, and they've drawn an interesting picture, but the, the story I build off that picture is probably going to be nothing to do with D&D. Whereas on that, the that other hand, that's me. So. Well, well, on the other hand, if I look at um, a picture out of Rinquest uh, Glorantha and it's got a, a blue guy over here wielding a thunderbolt and uh, multiple armed red gal over there in a dancing pose, then I'm going to think things about the world. Yeah, which... that, that, that's a bit more specific. Yeah. On the other hand, I'm mentioning um, uh, Exalted because I've been listening to an Exalted podcast uh, and my word, the people on it say oh wow, it's awesome! An awful amount. <laughs> um, I found that the it, they're, they're drawing on uh, Japanese anime and manga imagery mm -hmm. and I find that is, when they do the actual comic book stories and illustrations which isn't the same as the main illustrations and the maps in the books yeah when they do that there's something in my mind which makes me think i can't take this seriously mm. um it, it, yeah. it's it's a style it's probably condescending of me and i'm probably going to get shouted at if helen mccarthy ever hears this well i i, I should say i mean are, are you in general a reader of anime Oh, sorry, a reader of manga. Of, of manga, no, no. Um, I, I have from time to time, but it's not one of the things I collect. So, so when you meet this, it's a, it's already a visual style with which you're not particularly familiar. So, where, where, so mm. the bit that is the bit that is okay. This this thing is about exalted and telling you about the world. Presumably, gets blurred with this is just this slightly weird way of doing things. Yeah, um, I think uh, there, there's something about the style which makes me think. Um, which make, makes me think of comic books for children, and and this is this is condescending of me, but but it's also one of the main inspirations for the Gonzo stuff in uh, in in the game. I it's another game in which I probe deeply, find some things that I like, um, and, but ultimately get disappointed in. Um, I, I, I'm trying to read third edition now, and I don't know if I'll finish. But it is it is interesting. It's got really. I tell you what, it's got it's got really cool names. <laughs> um, it. it uh, I wasn't going to mention Tecumel too much, but Tecumel has really cool names of spells and um, 
and uh, magical devices and uh, and uh, exalted does the same death of a thousand butterflies of, of no death of death of an obsidian butterflies is a spell which creates a spray of obsidian butterflies flying out of your hands and tearing things to pieces with their nasty sharp wings um, for a certain range in front of you. I, that's I've, one of the lower level spells. Yeah, I, I still can't remember what Ballet of Bullets in Feng Shui does, but yeah, it's but a it's great a name. Cool name. Yeah, <laughs> um, cool, cool names are are a, are a big attraction uh, to a setting. I, I think we are both prone to uh, settings that need a lot of research. Uh, I, I, I have rather gone off the uh, very, very deep, deliberately designed gaming settings recently. I mean, I, I, I will stick with Transhuman Space probably because there are things I like about it, but I am quite unlikely to start running Glorantha or Tecumel or one mm. of those. Well, I, I think my memory is getting full enough that it's hard for me to do uh, research on a new world, and I am tempted by those games uh, which, in which you start your session zero is setting up the local universe and agreeing what's going on. But uh, um, a, a, a thing I want want to drop in here is that one of the reasons uh, I, I picked Firefly, uh, yeah, is it's an anti-research setting. Uh, there, there are the uh-huh. you know how what is it fourteen TV episodes in a film. Yeah, and some and that's it. a lot of fan stuff. Yeah, there, there are some spin-off novels which which I can include in canon if I if I ever read them. Fair enough. Um, but if there was a writer's bible for the series, it was never published. That's yeah. fair enough. They usually aren't. As I was saying earlier, there isn't a standard price for things. Um, no, nobody really ever describes how the space drive works. It just works. That's how it, mm. that's how it does things, and sometimes it breaks down. And nobody ever explains how they terraform build those planets, because and why all that technology isn't around now. Mm-hmm. But um, and uh, in any setting, I think, has its places where where you just have to say, okay, don't push too hard on this bit. It made, it's made of cardboard. Firefly yeah, foregrounds I, that. It makes it so blatant <laughs> that you know. You can't. You can't even be it. Be an well. I suppose you could be an awkward player and say, "Well, hang on. How does this work?" But but it's so obviously out of genre to wonder that. Yeah, I. And so, so, uh, but at the same time, yeah, you could say the same of Star Wars. Nobody nobody asks how, how the uh, land speeders work and and so on. But at the same time, there there isn't you know thirty years of spin off novels and stuff. Forty. Hmm. Uh, there's. Yeah, they're just these episodes. There, there is a um, actually not bad wiki. Yeah. Um, yeah. F- uh, I think they're on the, the things that used to be uh, wikier that are now fandom com. Yeah. Uh, which has got pretty much you know if every reference to a particular planet will be noted on the page for that particular planet. Mm. Uh, it, it's got stuff from the RPG as well. Uh and if I look up a planet and all it says is three sentences, that's all there is to know. I don't need to go down rabbit holes trying to learn about it. Everything else is, is free for me to make up. But Roger... Which, which is oddly liberating. Well, no, I can see that, but you do know you're going to have to um, answer some of the questions if you keep on long enough. Oh, yeah. Um, you're, I mean... I mean uh, but, but compare the we, other... The other 
um, game game I'm running a lot against okay, two other games I'm running at the moment, the World War Two game, which is all about the research. And yeah, it, but you have a, you have a real world out there to provide most of it. Well, yeah, and I can find things out about the real world. Thing, mm. thing, things are knowable, therefore I will try to know them. Yeah. Uh, similarly, the Monster Hunters, which which is set in okay, it's, it's uh, Florida Bang, Florida exclamation yeah. mark is is the setting. You know, it, it it's Carl Hyerson, Florida, Tim Dorsey, Florida. Uh, every, is, uh, every car has either a dead body or or a uh, half kilo of cocaine in the trunk, or possibly both. Um, <laughs> but that that d- does turn into a research fest because I'm good at that, uh, and I will say, okay, so you, you're going, you're, I, I will say, oh, I, I want this kind of neighbourhood of of Jacksonville to set a thing in. Yeah. What are the actual neighbourhoods of Jacksonville like so that I can pick one that's reasonably close fit? Uh, mm-hmm. I, I've I've been um, digging digging out um, uh, the sort of plausible places people live because the, the the actual um, physical layout of the place is very unlike American cities I've been to. Mm. It, it's much more low rise than e- even Miami. You, okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. I think we're drifting the, the, away the, the, here. The, oh, okay, right, so, so the, 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 the thing is that even even that setting, which is explicitly cinematic is researchable mm. which means if i if i have a question i i can waste a lot of time trying to find the answer to it whereas with firefly i know that i cannot find the answer so i will just um give myself a mental slap and, and make it make something up well i'm uh, what i was saying was is that you're going to have to do that at some in some points and you're going to have to at the point you make that decision, know what the implications are. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joss Whedon provided one answer to the deep background, which is, where did the Reavers come from? Mm-hmm. Um, and he only got that because he got to do the movie. Yeah. And there's lots of other stuff there to figure the hell out. Um, and and but, but that's it's inevitable, thing. I, it's inevitable no. that, that us... us um, Wanderers in our battered old ship are going to run up against something, and you'll need. Or uh, actually, I'm going to encourage you to lead us in the direction of some mystery mm-hmm. that you want. That you want. You think you've got a cool explanation for that you can exploit, and but, lead us there. Yeah, though that's another thing. Of course, um, we, we've talked before about metaplot and why it's a terrible thing. Fireflies are yeah. dead property. Uh, I, I mean, there have been some comics that uh, they are still bringing out spin-off novels, but no, nobody is going to come along to me and say, "I saw this thing in the novel; it must be true." Mm. They, they may say, no. "I saw this thing in the novel; can we have it in the game?" In which case, you know, fair enough. But you know, th- there isn't another season that, that could contradict my big answers to the big questions. No, and that that's, I... that in itself is great fun. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying that that uh, put the players up against the universe. The players will poke the bit you don't want them to poke, mm-hmm. or haven't, uh, or haven't prepared for for their poking. Oh sure, uh, but I think that's um, that's true of any setting. Yeah. Uh I, I had other things I was going to say about well, what, what turns br- me a, on to campaign. A brutally practical of... appeal. I mean, we were talking earlier about things like Ren of Steel, and the the combination of a wide scope of possible adventures. Yes. With. At least a bit of detail on what those adventures could be. Yeah, and t- take uh, an example that I think doesn't work very well: uh, GURPS Tales of the Solar Patrol. 
which, which, yeah, is, which is basically that, that, Lensman, that, Lensman style space adventure. It's, so, it's, 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 I, I took it more to be, uh, more to be Saturday morning serial type, yeah, nineteen thirties forties SF, with uh, inhabitable Venus, Mercury, Mars, and for all I know, the moons of Jupiter. Yeah, I mean, and, it, it, it's definitely set in the solar system, as opposed to you know Flash Gordon planetary romance or something. Yeah, um, but. I, I, how many different adventures can you have that basically take the form you are a solar patrolman who vast, fight dastardly criminals armed, armed only with vastly superior technology and a huge powerful organisation yeah um, I, 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 I always felt that the, 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 pri- the primary adventure for that sort of thing was in Space Cadet you are lowly Space Cadets but proud of your uh, of your of your part in the patrol, and you will come through despite everything. Mm-hmm. And that that is uh, one one of the things. Um, there are three three pages out out of the uh, fifty two that that are campaigns, and they, they get a few paragraphs each, and that's part of the problem. But um, mm. patrol cadets is is certainly one of them. Would it have I... legs? I don't know. <sighs> I I, th- I think I would want at least a bit of uh, collusion from the players to say right, the, the, you know we are within half an hour of the end of the session. Some, some somebody start thinking about ways this might have a cliffhanger, for example. I do know that as uh, it's unreasonable of me, but I do know that in that sort of fantastical setting, the solar system starts to feel a little cramped. Whenever I've thought about doing anything with Dan Dare. I've always thought that that the appearance of extrasolar entities should happen, perhaps by the end of the first season. Mm, I mean, so, certainly, you, you can go from one place to another within the solar system fairly quickly, if you, if you don't run into pirates. And let's face it, are, are, days... are pirates going to jump a solar patrol battleship? No, they're not. <laughs> no, they're not. Uh, one of these days, somebody's going to come up with an explanation of space pirates. That makes any sense whatsoever. Uh, th- what what you fundamentally need a- is a free port. Yeah, uh, um, and uh, you, 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 need, you need to you constrain need the physics surplus. a bit as well. You need a sur- some surplus ships, a free port, and and a breakdown of uh, of uh, the law of the seas, or rather the law of open space. Yeah, and it it, it helps if. Uh, and it, it, it's much easier in the 1600s because the difference between a warship and a merchantman is how many guns you've put on board and whether, whether you've got dedicated things to fire them out of. Yeah. Whereas if you, if you wanted to make it, I don't know, Second World War era, that doesn't work anymore because a warship is not only a specialised thing, it is a very expensive thing to, to run, even if you, even if you don't yeah. have to pay for it. I think, and, I and think then obviously yeah. you can take the modern the modern day version, which consists almost entirely. Uh, you, you could have an interesting one shot uh, of you know you 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 are normal merchant marine type type people and the pirates have turned up, uh, but fundamentally the, the 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 pirates' response to we are we are getting some serious resistance here is run away. It has to be. Yeah, but I I don't understand how you get multiple pirate raids economically because people just stop going to that part of space or stop doing those runs um, I suppose there there could be things on Mars, uh, Venus and 
the moons of Jupiter, which the, the rich part of the solar system absolutely has to have, and they will ship them. But in that case, in that case, the pirates aren't going to be able to stand up against the escorts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you, you need... If you have radios, you, you have the basic problem that the pirate needs to be able to flee from the scene of the crime faster than help can arrive. Yeah. They, they need to be out of detection range by the time the police show up. I, th- I think you probably need to fudge the space drive to make the pirates practical. Um, oh, and yeah. I'm not sure how you do that without giving the uh, the Solar Patrol the same advantage. Oh, I, I, I do space drives to order, so... Yeah, that that. That's... Oh, well, well I, I, if I ever need one, I'll, I know where to come. <laughs> um, I don't know that we've 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 answered any profound questions about what sparks an interest. Other people's enthusiasm does work. Even the people who say, "Gosh, wow, Exalted is awesome," have had a certain effect upon me. Well, uh, here's a thing to consider: if 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 you are recommending a setting to somebody else, yeah, what is the thing you use as a hook to get them immediately enthused? Yeah, that's a, well. I I I would te- I tend to use um, a par- a paragraph description of not the setting, but the adventure that's going to t- the the campaign that's going to take place there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I and I have succeeded sometimes with that, and sometimes I I haven't. Uh, I still don't understand why they 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 won't. Um, What's the name of the of the uh, Oriental place on on Earth? The Bainstorm one. Uh, uh, Sahud. Sahud. I still don't understand why I can't get anybody to play a Sahudese game for me. I mean, Ori- Oriental or, Oriental um, or, Oriental advent- adventures and 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 dragons. You've got a dragon in charge of your uh, in charge of your clan. Why isn't that cool? I honestly don't understand the problem. <laughs> But uh, uh, anyway, one of these days I'll, I'll, man- I'll manage to sell it to somebody. If you would like to tell us uh, where in the multiverse you're planning to go next, um, do drop us a line. You can communicate with us by smoke signal or uh, leave a message on the forum or uh, email podcast at tekeli.ly. Uh, hopefully uh, there will be a New Year's celebration when you hear us next.